from NJAC champions. The Profs are NJAC champions. To national champions. We got you covered on the home for Prof Sports. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS FM, Glassboro. Do you believe it's the Profs that won it all? Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS FM proudly presents the Rowan University Football Coaches Show, a weekly look at the latest happenings in Profs football. Today's show is made possible in part by Barnes & Noble Bookstore, the Brown and Gold Gridiron Club, Inspira Health, Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar, the Rowan University Alumni Association, and the Southwest Council. Now we take you to Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar in Glassboro, New Jersey with Derek Jones and the head coach of Rowan University Football, Jay Accorsi, for the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. It is the Rowan University Football Coaches Show from Italian Affair in Glassboro. I'm Derek Jones alongside, as always, a head coach of Rowan University Football, Jay Accorsi. Coach, welcome back. I was in a daze smelling all this great food, so <laughs> <laughs> I had to wake myself up. Well, it's, it's always a great time to be here, and we'll be here with you each and every Thursday night during the course of the season at 6 p.m. until 7, talking about Prof's football and TCNJ on the docket next for Rowan. We'll get into the Lions coming up in just a bit, but let's go back to last Saturday. The ninth-ranked team in the nation, Johns Hopkins, heading into Glassboro, and they come away with a 55-20 win over the Profs in what was a very high-scoring football game, Coach, especially in the first half. What did you see in that game early on? They score, and then you get the ball back. The offense did a great job working down the field, but get stopped on fourth down. Yeah, you know, and again, we you know, we know in a game against a team like that, we're just going to have to score a lot of points because they are. So, you know, Typically, we go for field goals in different situations, but we know against a team like that, we, we just really couldn't do that. So I thought we played well at spurts. Um, you know, the first half, I, you know, we got ourselves back into it, but, you know, the kickoff return for the touchdown and then their score shortly after that kind of put it away for them. But, um, you know, I thought we played really well and we did play our best game of the year. They're just really good. Yeah, and I think that that's a very interesting thing. I mean, you talk about there the, the James Farah 74-yard touchdown run, and a sign of a, a great team, as you know, is to when somebody hits you, counter back, and that's exactly what they did on that kick return for a score. Yeah, and then, you know, we made the foolish penalty, you know, and get the personal foul, so now they're kicking at midfield. You know, we don't really generate much offense, and then they go down and score before half on a seam route, and... So, again, you get yourself back into it. You're close. You know, it's 21-13. You're feeling pretty good. And then, boom, they just have two quick scores. And, and again, that's, you know, those upper-level teams nationally are going to do that because they're really dynamic. You know, their quarterback from Switzerland, I think he's like, what, 40 years old. <laughs> um, you know, the wide receiver, I joke, but, you know, he's a really good player. And, you know, the wide receivers, we, you know, we lost A.J. Curvin, senior corner in the first quarter. You know, we were just trying to hold on because we had lost Miles Cook, one of our other senior corners, a couple weeks ago. So now you're matching up some freshmen and sophomores with some grad student wide receivers that weren't really good. But, you know, we fought and got ourselves back. You know, we talk about special teams all the time. That was just a huge backbreaker. And then to get the personal foul penalties foolish, 
and then we give them great field position, they go in and score. So, you know, you're feeling good at 21-13, and then all of a sudden it's, you know, 35-13, and you're like, how did that happen? But, you know, good teams do that. But but we fought in the second half. We didn't give up. You know, we generated almost 400-and-something yards in offense. James had a great day. Yeah. Our goal was to hold the ball, time of possession. We had 34, 35 minutes of time possession. So there's a lot of good things we did. You just get exposed when you play a really good team. And you know this so well, being defensive coordinator, head coach for this program, and you've been on the other side of it where you play against teams that know that they have no margin for error. And when you play those higher-level teams, and we've seen in the playoffs over the years, it's just the the room that you have to make mistakes is just so limited. And again, in that first half, we really slowed them down, and we made the quarterback have to go to his fourth and fifth read but again, we can't let him escape the pocket. Um, you know, if he dumps the ball out on checkdowns, we got to make those open field tackles. Um, we just didn't do that. I thought, you know, it was clearly evident they're second level players, mid perimeter players. When I'm talking about outside linebackers, safeties, slots, we're just faster and a little bit more dynamic than we are right now. Um, and I think that caught up to us. But we fought all the way through to the end and. You know, could have had a couple of scores in the second half, you know, against their first units. So, you know, again, we just got to have to learn from it and play better. But I still think, and people are probably like, how does he say that? It was our best game of the year. We played really well. Um, that's a really good team. And we just made some uncharacteristic mistakes. You can't afford to against a good team like that. Bay Harvey. 18 of 25, 310 yards, and five touchdown passes through the air for Johns Hopkins, a big part of that. You talked about, on the other side, James Farah, 23 carries, 203 yards, and, you know, the, the long play of 74 yards, I mean, he did a lot of business up the middle against that, that team. Yeah, and, you know, again, when a team brings pressure and does a lot of things that they do, you know, they got some sacks, they, they got us a couple times on plays and things, you got to make them pay. And for the most part, we did. You know, we were able to get James up and running, and I think he's in really good shape right now. I think he's playing really well, which you're going to need for conference play. Um, you know, disappointing. I, you know, I thought, you know, we had him. That, that We just let him go at the end of that first half, and you just can't do that. And you mentioned the, the end of the first half. The props end up getting, as we've seen throughout the season, they end up getting that touchdown towards the back end of the first half. Marlon Boston with a 15-yard touchdown catch from Thomas Goldsboro to cut it to a 41-20 game. And then they, they come right back out in the, in the third quarter and score. And, you know, when you look at a game like this, what do you say to your team? Because, you know, I think a lot of people being there on Saturday, a lot of the fans, obviously, you know, they're disappointed and, and they see that, okay, the result didn't play out. But there are some positives, as you said, that you can take out of this game to get you ready for conference. Yeah, I mean, we scored against the number nine team in the nation. We, we rushed for quite a bit. Um, we probably left two touchdowns or three out there that we could have scored that we didn't. That's positive. Um, but again, you know, they're, they're really good. They're, they're legit a top 10 team because of that. I thought our offensive and defensive lines really held. That's why I was really nervous. And I thought we really held our own and did much better than we did, you know, before in the Ursinus game. And I was happy how we played up front on both sides of the ball. I thought we played really well. Um, you know, we just got exposed on the back ends a little bit and missed some tackles too. But, again, you have to give that credit to the other team. 
they got some shifty players that are pretty good. Yeah, it's always interesting watching those games because in the, in the playoffs, you, you see in a lot of times one of the first things that jumps off the page at you when you watch is the physicality up front. And I, I, anytime you get 200 yards in a game rushing from a player, that speaks highly to the ability of the offensive line to run block. Yeah, and again, I, I know speaking to our defensive coaches, you know, there was one run play of 35 yards or so. You take that away, we held them to about 100 yards, you know, rushing. But, you know, again, they just matched better on the outside with some bigger, faster physical receivers. And we just had a little bit of experience and, and couldn't hold our own there. And that's where it got a little out of hand. But, again, I thought we played really well. I thought we were physical. I thought we really challenged them. We battled all the way through the course of the game. You know, I thought we did some really, really good things. Um, and, and, again, I, I know it sounds foolish but i thought we played our best game of the year and we're starting to see the results of that um you know again and sometimes statistics and score and a lot of those things are kind of out of whack a little bit um but again that's an experienced team they went deep in the playoffs last year with the exact same team so they have the same team back which is hard to do yeah you know and they have a lot of grad you know grad students because hopkins is a great academic institution they're pulling from across the country the quarterback's from Switzerland. So, <laughs> you know, again, it, it's, it, it, it poses a lot of challenges. But I'm really proud of how we played and um, how hard we, we stood up to them. Um, and, again, I think it's going to help us in the long run. So the profs will turn the page on the Johns Hopkins game and get set for the College of New Jersey. So you're through the, 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 the four the games. Gauntlet, the yes. gauntlet of, yes. yeah, and I told the team I thought we'd be two and two. Maybe with a luck here and there and a bounce, three and one. Um, you know, Stevenson's winning. Ursinus is winning. Um, you know, Hopkins is undefeated. You know, it's not like you're playing bad teams. You're playing really good teams. My hope is that's going to harden us for now the most important part of the season, which is conference play. And this is kind of a unique thing for the NJAC, at least for the props over the years, because of the way the conference was set up. You didn't really have, maybe you'd see two, maybe three games in some situations where you play on a conference. Four before you get to actual league play. That's a pretty big runway to kind of deal with. And, and this is one of the more difficult non-conference schedules yeah. I can remember the Profs ever having. You know, absolutely. And again, you know, we were scrambling because we lost the Widener game. You know, I didn't want to play nine games like we did two years ago. You know, we paid somebody last year to play the 10th game you don't want to do that um you know it just happened that we had you know stevenson and again it was a close ball game they're winning and doing some great things which i think shows our body of work or sinus had a close loss to muhlenberg muhlenberg's undefeated probably going to challenge J uh, james hopkins for the conference so again i think we did well against you know out of conference play against some really good teams Again, when you look at it, which you will at the end, you know, the NJAC didn't fare very well against the Centennial. Um, it's a good football conference. So, again, you know, um, you just have to be prepared for that. So now you, you shift gears here to yeah. teams that maybe aren't so familiar with you to teams that are very familiar mm -hmm. with you in the course of, and then in the case of TCNJ. Yeah, and again, you know, the, our out-of-conference schedule is going to harden us. Um, I don't think, um, you know, our conference teams – or like Hopkins and Ursinus, obviously. Um, but again, and, and, and Stevenson, 
but uh, again, it's still conference play. So all those things that you know about each other becomes even more evident because you're very familiar with the opponent. How much do you talk to the guys about kind of keeping their emotions in check? You know, you mentioned the, the, the personal foul call um, on Saturday, but in a game like this coming up and really for the rest of the season, you're going to get tested a lot by by players and teams that you're very familiar with. And again, I thought we've kept our composure for, for most of the year. Um, I think our penalties are down. Um, you know, again, as a coach, you're worried about the personal fouls and the unnecessary ones that you get because those are more frustration and silly. We haven't had a lot of those as opposed to last year where it cost us in games. So um, I'm hoping that that's going to stay true as we get through into conference play. Um, you know, we don't need to jazz the players up as we get ready for this week and moving in. A lot of them know the players on all the other teams in the conference. A lot of them played against them or with them. Um, most of them are New Jersey players, except for when we get into Salisbury and CNU. Um, but again, so there's no need to really talk a lot. The players are going to be amped up as you head into conference play. And we'll hear from one of those players coming up in just a few moments. It's the NJAC Offensive Player of the Week, James Farah, who will be joining us in just a few moments. When we come back after this quick break, it's the Rowan University Football Coaches Show from Italian Affair in Glassboro, right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Come on back. We'll have more headed your way right after this. WGLS-FM programming is made possible in part by the GRASP Coalition, an initiative of the Southwest Council. The GRASP Coalition is dedicated to preventing the abuse of addictive substances through strategic community partnerships. The GRASP Coalition is currently looking for passionate collaborators to join their prevention efforts. Visit their website calendar to discover when you can join the next community coalition meeting. For more information on the GRASP Coalition or the Southwest Council, the website is southwestcouncil.org backslash our dash coalitions. The GRASP Coalition and the Southwest Council are proud to support the programming on Rowan Radio. Ready for our little forest adventure? Yes! We're here. There's a forest closer than you think. Find a park or forest near you and music inspired by nature at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by USDA Forest Service and the Ad Council. Saturday mornings at 8 a.m., tune in to Rowan Radio for everything special needs. Join Sue Schilling in supporting parents in the special needs community with information on important resources. You'll hear from a variety of local specialists intent on helping all of our children thrive. We'll also take your questions and comments and, of course, brag about your child's recent accomplishments. So join us for Everything special needs, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM, and online at rowanradio.com. Welcome back to Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. It's the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. Derek Jones, alongside the head coach of Rowan University Football, Jay Acorsi. We're also joined right now by the Rowan University Football Player of the Week and the NJAC Offensive player of the week in James Farah, the outstanding running back. Welcome back to the show, James. Thanks. How you doing? Great. And th thanks so, so much for spending time with us here today. I mean, huge performance by you on Saturday, over 200 yards rushing on the ground, 203, a couple of touchdowns. Take me through your performance and how you saw things playing out on Saturday. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, um, compared to other weeks, we really just executed. Uh, we went in there with, like, really, you know, the mindset of just we had nothing to lose. They were number nine in the nation, so... 
it was just fun. I love those games. I love going against good competition like that. So I think we just played really well up front. Um, I give all the credit to the line. Um, so, yeah. The blocking up front was exceptional on those two touchdowns mm -hmm. in particular. Can you take me through both of those touchdown runs? Yeah, so the um, the first, they were both the same play, um, same type of, um, you know, same type of uh, outcome of the play. Um, it was just like they were flying, the backers were flying on John Hopkins all day, so we knew we could cut it back. So, um, yeah, pretty much it was prime, like just huge holes the whole time, so it was good. Did you feel like that was... You know, the, the numbers are the numbers are great, but yeah. did, did you feel like you're kind of back to, to your old self in, in terms of what you're able to do out there? Yeah, definitely. You know, it was a slow start. You know, the first game, just getting back into it, and then obviously just missing that second game kind of just sucks. So, um, yeah, I felt a lot better than I did against your sinus. I felt a lot faster. Everything felt better. So, yeah. So when you take a look at the end result in that game, obviously not where the props want to be, but what can you take, what lessons can you take out of that game to help you kind of get set for conference play starting on Saturday? Yeah, you know, we didn't come out with the win, which is the biggest thing. But, um, I mean, that was probably one of the better games for our offense. Um, I mean, I, after the game, I looked at the box score, and I think we scored 20 in the second quarter. But that means we didn't score at all for the rest of the game. Um, so that's the big thing. You know, we just got to come out in the second half just like we were in the first half, and we just got to put it all together. Uh, we can't take any steps back. But, um, yeah, we just taken out of that, it was just the offense clicked a little bit. So. So you're a veteran now of, of NJAC play. What, what are some of the things you've learned about playing in the NJAC versus some of these tough defenses that you're going to see? Yeah, like no matter what you see on film, like it will always probably be a closer game because it's like all rivals at this point. So um, even if you think you're going to, you know, smack a team just like, you know, last week we saw with Montclair, honestly. But, you know, it's not always like that. So you got to just stay focused and, um, you know, just work together. You're one of the captains of this team. What's practice been like this week, and what's the message been to the team? You know, every week um, it's been pretty well. You know, practice has been good. Uh, this week's a little different because we're going into conference play, obviously. So I think the big message right now is, like, we know we have to run the table. So it starts this week with TCNJ. Um, you know, we're all in. That's pretty much what we've been telling everybody. If you want to be all in, then it starts with this week. And, and Coach, that, that's the thing we, we've talked about the last couple of weeks here in particular. This is... This is really money time, the, the conference play. It, you can it, Obviously, you want to do, you want to win every game. But when you look at the conference setup, you win your conference, you go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, when I looked at the season, I knew the first four games, obviously, out of conference, you know, they do mean that you do want to win. It, it does matter. I, I don't want to discount it. But it's really a tale of two seasons. It's your out of conference slate at the beginning, and then the fresher when you head into conference play. Um, and again, it's just really critical. Um, it looks like, you know, there's going to be a little more parity with some scores. Again, you know, Salisbury's done really well the last couple of years. Christopher Newport's really good, as always. But it looks like they're a little mortal than usual. Um, so, again, I, I, I like our chances. Again, and, I, you know, you heard it from James. We just got to worry week by week what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, this group has been great practice has been great they work really hard they're a lot of fun to be around my hope is and i think they enjoy being around each other it means a lot to them um, so there's a, a lot of positive good things um, that are going to start to unfold um, and really start to develop i think for this team and it starts in practice they they work really hard they push each other close to the edge 
Um, and not many teams are able to do that, and I think that's going to be critical for us. Well, coming up on Saturday for the Pros, it's the College of New Jersey, and you know you had a big game this past Saturday. You're playing against a team who you had a big day against last year, 134 on the ground against the College of New Jersey. That was, of course, that wild game that went back and forth, and then Rowan is able to miraculously get in field goal position, get the game-winning kick. What do you remember about that game? Yeah, that was the craziest game I've ever been a part of, I think, ever playing football. I think, um, you know, I live with Mike Husney uh, from last year, the quarterback, obviously, and he said that was the craziest game. It was just such a wild uh, sequence, of, sequence of events that was going on. But, you know, there was just a couple of clutch plays that we had um, later. You know, the run game last year wasn't really working until the fourth quarter. I think I had two big runs in the fourth quarter. It's the only reason why my stats were even over 100 in that because, you know, just blocking it up. Um, in the fourth quarter, so yeah, that was that was a crazy game. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever been ever been so excited either over a win. So that was cool, Coach. It's kind of hard, I would think, in the the scope of the season to kind of unpack a game like that. But have have you had time to kind of think about where that stands and kind of the craziest endings you've seen? Yeah, uh, probably. You know, in all my years at Rowan, thirty plus, one of the wilder games. You know, I've, I've been a part of here. Um, you know, the old Rowan magic we used to talk about back in the day. Um, you know, some come to mind, but that was one that you're not supposed to win games like that. And, and we did. And, um, you know, my hope is that's permeating and developing for this year as well, is that we remember that, you know, it's never over until the final whistle and the clock is at zero. Um, and again, I, I think that, you know, was one of the greater wins that I can remember at Rowan because of that fact, because we overcame so much and really were not supposed to win a game like that. And we yeah. did. Uh, this question is for both of you. I mean, and, and coach, you, you know, the, the history of this, obviously, it just seems like almost every time Rowan and TC and Jay get together, no matter what's happening in terms of the, the records, it's always a competitive, hard-fought game. What is it about TCNJ that just makes these games such a grind sometimes? I mean, at least offensively and running against them, I feel like they do hit pretty hard, you know, so they, they fly around. They're pretty, you know, they're well-coached. Um, I mean, I've only played them twice, obviously, because I haven't been here too long. Uh, the first year here, we handled them pretty well. Um, last year, you know, that, that was, like we were just talking about, it was a crazy game. So, yeah, but, yeah coach i mean you, you you know them very well that program very well we talked a little bit about the, the leadership change they've undergone over the last handful of years with you know eric hamilton moving on but it just seems like they're they're still you know the, the results aren't necessarily what they would want them to be but it just seems like whenever they play rowan it, it gets uh it gets on their radar pretty quickly yeah i think you know the proximity of the two schools right we're only about 40 45 minutes away they have a lot of shore area south jersey players we do um, you know, similar schools, even though we're much larger and different, but very academically minded. Um, so I think there's, you know, a lot of similarities between the two schools and the two programs, which just make it, you know, a natural rivalry. Um, it's always huge crowds because you could travel pretty close and, and play. Um, back in the day, it used to be the end of the season game, if you remember. It used to be yeah. a night game. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it was always that way. Um, you know, we've obviously played them both regular season and the playoffs years that I remember. Um, you know, it's just, it's just something about it that's different. I think it's the proximity of the two schools. 
and the likeness of the programs and the players and the familiarity. Um, you know, it's like, you know, playing in the backyard against your brother and uncles and friends. It becomes a battle and a brawl, and that's kind of what this is. I mean, as, as somebody who, you know, you're, you're connected throughout the area, I mean, is there, is there a situation where you're playing in the NJAC and you say, oh, I remember playing against this guy in high school? Yeah, well, I mean, TCNJ, not really. Um, but it's funny, the, uh, one of the D linemen on TCNJ went to my high school. So I didn't play with him. I'm that old. Yeah. But um, he did go to my high school. And then the, one of the safeties, um, I worked with him over the summer, all summer. So okay. he's from the town over for me. Okay. So, it's, yeah, so, you know, just like Coach was saying, it's like shore area guys. Um, so, yeah, I know a couple guys on there. But, yeah, it's, you know, come on Saturday, though, you know, we're friends outside of football, but Saturday we're, I'm going to run hard. So. Yeah, it, it changes <laughs> yeah. when, when you get on the changes. opposite sideline, yeah. for yep. sure. When you take a look at the four games in non-conference, what do you take out of those four games? And you say, okay, we did this really well, and this is something we have to carry over into conference play to accomplish our goals. Um, I feel like, you know, we just had to click on offense, and I feel like we really put it together against John Hopkins. Um, you know, I thought the defense did tremendous over the past couple games, and then John Hopkins was a little bit of a fall-off, and it's kind of weird to say that because they were doing so well. So I feel like we really just have to put it all together as a team. Once we do that, I feel like, you know, we'll be kind of unstoppable there. So You, you kind of hear that phrase sometimes, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. So playing against teams that obviously are, are playing well this year, can that make you a, a better football team? Yeah, definitely. Like Coach was saying, they're – they're good teams we played. Um, it's probably one of the toughest out-of-conference schedules. So, I mean, it was definitely good to just get reps against guys like that. I mean, number nine in the nation, like, you know, we're not going to go against a team like that again this season. Um, so, yeah, it, it really helps. And it also helps us going against our defense in practice because I think they're one of the better defenses that we could have, like, if another offense could go against, if that makes sense. So um, just going against them every day and battling with them definitely helps us too. Coach, it is interesting watching games like Saturday. In some cases, if you do make it down the line, you're able to get in the playoffs. I mean, those kind of things can pay off for sure as you get closer and closer towards the goal. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a catch-22. You know, some people believe, well, play easy teams. You win and you pad your schedule. Um, You know, college football is really hard. Division three, there aren't really a lot of easy teams. Um, I personally would rather play harder teams and find out how good you are mm-hmm. and challenge yourself. Um, you know, I, I, it's just kind of how I believe and I think how it is. And I know the first four out-of-conference games have hardened us for conference play. Mm-hmm. So I know we're tested. I know we're battle-ready. I know we've had to deal with, uh, you know, just not the football, but the emotional, the strain. Like, I know we've had to face that. Um, I think it makes you stronger. You know, you know the old adage, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I, I just believe that. Um, and, and I think my hope is this team is embracing that as well, understanding that that's just how it is. How about some of your teammates in the backfield, James? We, we've seen at different times guys step up and really be effective out of the backfield. Tyshawn Bookman, one of those players. I mean, who have you seen kind of step up? Um, yeah, of course, Ty. I mean, Ty just coming in, meeting him this year. Um, he transferred over from community college. 
I just think he, you know, he's going to become a great leader one day too. I think he's already a leader on our team. I think he comes to practice with an attitude every day, and he just wants to work hard. And you, you can see it in his play. Like he gets, you know, he doesn't get the amount of like runs that I'm getting, obviously. But when he does get them, he's getting five. You saw him in McDaniel. Like he did really well. He scored a touchdown. And then, you know, um, our whole running back room. Nunez is. Um, you know, he's been if on and off with with his um, injuries and stuff, but he, he also brings it too. So, when you are starting out in the course of the season, I, I guess this is this is not just you know whatever's going on in the quarterback situation, but any quarterback in general. I mean, how much pressure do you guys feel in terms of just saying, okay, we got to make sure we're successful to take something off of the plate of the quarterback to make sure that he's he can be as successful as possible. Yeah, well, the beginning of the season definitely you kind of felt like that, but um. You know, TG's really proven himself, you know, even out in the field, like he's really calm. He brings a good um, competitiveness to him. And um, I don't really think I, I, we want to run well, obviously, and we want to help him out as much as we can because he is a newer guy. But I think he can handle all the pressure. So um, we have trust in him. And Coach, that's a, a pretty good statement on Goldboro. Yeah, I mean, you know, you saw Thomas get rattled, rattled and racked around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just really impressed with his toughness. There were, you know, a couple of plays where, you know, we're hoping he's staying in the game because he got hit so hard, but he gutted it out. And I think he probably proved a lot to his teammates. He proved a lot to me how tough he is as a person. Um, And I think he's only going to get better and more competitive and successful as he feels more comfortable. Again, it's only, what, his second true really start? I mean, he's still got a long way to go. Um, But, again, I, I like how the team handled the quarterback battle i like how they're handling it now they've been very supportive of everybody that's a really good room there's a lot of good players there um i think we're just doing a, a lot of really good things but thomas showed how tough he was saturday he didn't come out he stood in there and he was getting whacked pretty hard yeah six sacks on the day yeah. and and then obviously he was they were setting the house yeah. on on multiple yeah. occasions i mean when you have a guy like that who shows that he's able to kind of stand in there and get in the trenches with you guys, I mean, that has to be a, a pretty good feeling. Yeah, definitely. You always want the guy next to you to be, you know, motivated and um, a hard worker, and we've seen that. I saw it in the off season, and he's shown it now. So, yeah, it definitely gives us some more confidence being on the field with him. So the next couple of weeks, you, you're you on the road, obviously, on Saturday. We've got homecoming lurking in a couple of weeks. How special is that going to be for you, knowing that, you know, th- this is an opportunity for you and this team to kind of get things righted, especially in terms of conference play. Yeah, I mean, we really need to win this week. We have to keep that mentality that we have to win now because it doesn't matter if we don't win this week. So we win this week, and um, we roll over to CNU for homecoming. I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that, you know, to you know, possibly take charge of the NJAC. So I'm looking forward to it. Before you go, I did want to get your thoughts on the marching band because one of the questions we have this week is uh, we have another marching band question coming up this week. Uh, your thoughts on the marching band and how cool has that been to, to kind of take a look at and take stock of? Yeah, I think they're doing a great job. I think it's awesome when um, we walk out with them and everything. I mean, uh, when the captains go out, we don't really go out with them. But um, the team does, so it, it's just awesome. Um, I just remember in high school, that was one of my favorite things, so I'm glad we were able to bring it back, and I bet the whole team feels the same way. Very cool atmosphere at Coach Richard Wacker Stadium uh, throughout the course of the season now, and, and a huge part because of that as well. 
James, thanks so much for spending time with us today. And, of course, congratulations on winning NJAC Offensive Player of the Week. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks. James Farah right here on the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. When we come back, it will be time to take a look at the NJAC scoreboard. We'll take a look at the scores from last week and jump into the scoreboard this week with action ongoing involving the New Jersey Athletic Conference Schools. This is the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. We'll have more from Italian Affair in Glassboro in just a moment. Freeze. It's Featured Artist Friday. This Featured Artist Friday, we're celebrating the police frontman Stink's 72nd birthday. Tune in to hear all of their greatest hits, like Every Little Thing She Does is Magic. And Every Breath You Take. have the right to tune in this Featured Artist Friday on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM and online at rowanradio.com. WGLS-FM programming is made possible in part by Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar. Located at 900 Delcy Drive in Glassboro, Italian Affair offers traditional Italian cuisine in multiple dining areas, including an outdoor patio. Established in 1988, Italian Affair also provides catering and private party options. For more information, the phone number is 856-881-2121, and the website is italianaffairglassboro.com. Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar is proud to support the programming on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart, heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. It's the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. Derek Jones and the head coach, of Rowan University Football. Jay Acorsi with you. Always great hearing from James Farrah, one of the captains of this Rowan football team. Yeah, you know, steady Eddie, cool, calm demeanor. Um, you know, happy he decided to, to stick with football and come to our place um, after the previous two stops for him didn't work out. Um, you know, just really hard worker. But again, it's his demeanor. He's, he's very calm. He doesn't get really upset, but he does get really juiced up to play and emotional. Um, and it's good to see that he's starting to get back into, you know, full season form because we're going to need him down the stretch. Well, I think one of the other good things as well is that it didn't really seem to be phased by what happened on, on Saturday, which is, I think, potentially a very good sign for the team. Yeah, and again, not too high, not too low, a good barometer, I think, for the team. I think he and the other three captains and the seniors have done a great job with the team to, to kind of keep everything um, in check and keep it moving forward. You know, but again, he's doing a great job. You heard him talk, talk about Tyshawn Bookman and Nunez Bukla and a couple other freshman running backs, and it's a really important room, you know, and he knows uh, it's not just about what he's doing now, but how he's setting the table to help those players as well that we always talk about. And, um, you know, he, just a great example for those players. All right, let's take a look at the NJAC scoreboard from last weekend. You said it seems to be a little little disturbance in the force, a little more parity this year in the league, and, and let's jump into that. So Kane beats, or excuse me, loses to William Patterson, Patterson yep. 21-9, to 
in a game where William Patterson actually scored the first 21 points of the game. Kane tacked on nine in the second half, but by that point, it was too late. So William Patterson gets on the board. Yeah, you know, again, I was very impressed with them. First-year head coach last year. He's been in the program for a while. Very competitive. Um, I thought they were really improving last year, and again, obviously they are. The, the result, I think, that raised some eyebrows, Salisbury losing to Christopher Newport. Now, we know how good Christopher Newport yes. is, but Salisbury, that's a team that came in, preseason favorite. They lost to Johns Hopkins at home. They lose here on the road by 10 to the captains. Yeah, and again, I, you know, I, I think it's just, you know, our conference is really competitive. Um, you know, Christopher Newport, we saw them on film against Hopkins. They played well. Um, transfer quarterback that we'll see down the road that's really good um, and a really good program again the hotbed of high school football in that Newport News Virginia Beach area you know they're always going to be good they're always going to be dangerous but um, not you know not surprising um, again I thought they were really good last year too in that game the rushing attack of Salisbury limited in 134 yards with them versus the average team is a different conversation. Because they're usually getting three, four, five hundred. Right. Um, again, I haven't spent a lot of time watching them or worrying about them, but it seems like their run game is down a bit. Uh, two quarterbacks they're playing. One's kind of throwing the ball quite a bit. Not your typical Salisbury team. And then Montclair State defeating TCNJ 42-7. to up at Montclair State in a game where the Red Hawks led 35 to nothing at halftime and were able to really solidify things and cruised in the second half to win it by 35. It's always interesting seeing how teams respond after a game like that. We, we talk about how tough TCNJ and Rowan and how tough the battles have been over the years. You would expect them to, to try to really give it their uh, full go on, on Saturday. Yeah, they had a lot of things go against them. Montclair, you know, kind of lucked into a lot of really, you know, block kicks, turn for, you know, return for a touchdown, get up quick. I mean, you blink your eye, and I think it was 21 zip or 28. Um, again, and, you know, that sometimes happens, you know, in our conference with, with good teams. Um, again, you know, new head coach at Montclair, change of the guard. Um, you know, some new coaches. So, again, interesting to see where they're headed and what they're doing, um, you know, with the new head coach there in several years. So, uh, again, always a really tough program. Well, well, you hit on it just a moment ago. So Montclair State gets a touchdown pass to start off the game. Their next two touchdowns, you mentioned the block kick, 84-yard yep. return for a score, and then they get an interception return yep. for a touchdown as well, and that's – you know, it's it's always tough playing there anyways, but when you're spotted a couple of those kinds of touchdowns of special team defensive scores, that, that can make it a long day. Yeah, and again, you know, the conference looks like it's stronger defensively than offensively, which is usually the case. Um, but, but again, we're going to have to see it's still early in conference play. As we take a look at some of the games going on this weekend, obviously... Rowan and TCNJ will battle it out coming up on Saturday. Montclair State will take on Kane. William Patterson will face Salisbury. And then Christopher Newport will take on Dickinson as Rowan and Christopher Newport will play as a part of homecoming weekend next Saturday. Yeah, and, and again, you know, starting to you know see how conference play shakes out and 
where the teams go. You know, it's still anybody's conference, really. Obviously, with CNU beating Salisbury, who was picked in the defending champs, you know, has a front-running edge now to it. But it's still early. There's a lot of football to play. Yeah, and, and you know, in, in previous years, you could we, we've seen all kinds of crazy things kind of play out over the years in terms of how the league developed after non-conference play mostly finished up. You never know sometimes how this is going to play out, whether it's we can win the league with one loss, two losses. I mean, it's tough to go through any league in any year unbeaten, but certainly this this could be a year where, yeah, this, this race is going to be decided potentially on the final Saturday of the season. Yeah, and again, I think we all realize we're probably not going to get an at-large team. You know, we certainly did not fare well against the Centennial, and our records do not indicate that that would be the case so it makes it even more heightened about conference play um you know you can't worry about an at-large bid we're probably definitely not getting one in the conference so it makes the conference championship even that much more special and important and now it's a sprint to the finish line for the teams in the end jack to try to cinch up that automatic bid to reach the ncaa tournament and you know we, we've talked about TC and Jay here a little bit so far. I mean, schematically on offense, what do you see when you take a look at them? They're kind of similar to, to what we are. I mean, they do similar things offensively and defensively. I think that's why I said the program, you know, is kind of similar. Uh, you know, school being close proximity-wise, um, a lot of players from the same areas. And when you look schematically, they kind of do some similar things that we do. So... You know, a mirror image kind of of ourselves. They want to run the football, um, you know, kind of hit you here and there with some passes. Uh, good, tough, hard-nosed defense that's going to grind you and make you work for every yard and every point. Um, but again, you know, kind of a mirror image of ourselves. Um, you know, we just need to be ready to play. Well, you go back to the game last year. We talked about how crazy that was. 21-20 late. Yeah. You have the 97-yard drive to what everyone in the building assumed would tie the game. The extra point gets blocked. You're able to somehow in the final 56 seconds. Onside kick. Yeah, you're able to get the ball back and then make things happen as well. And, you know, Husney making some great throws down the field, getting out of bounds to set up the, you know, the winning field goal by Jake Hurler. But, um, you know, again, just a, a great game. But a typical Rowan, TC, and Jay game, right? It's, it's kind of always been that way. Um, and, again, it's it's going to be heightened. It'll be a big crowd there. Um, it looks like the weather's breaking, so it's going to be a nice day. Um, again, should be a great day for football and, you know, the, the start of our conference play, which is really important for us. Lions Stadium has always been an interesting field to kind of watch a game from. What do you, what do you look for when you go? Because – and you mentioned it earlier. Normally, when the props play there, historically it's been, you know, early midish November. This time around, you're kind of in, settling in that mid October. I know that there have been wind issues there in the past. Weather-wise, you, you what do you look for when you go into that stadium? Yeah, it's usually always kind of darkish uh, for for whatever reason. Um, you know, usually kind of breezy. Again, we've played a lot of night games there. Not as many day games. Um, you know, usually a, a great crowd, especially on the Friday nights, a great crowd. I'd imagine Saturday will be a great crowd. Um, you know, a really good place to, to play. Um, you know, very competitive, good environment. 
small college feel, right, because they're that smaller college look. So um, should be a lot of people and a lot of things going on there. Uh, again, in a great environment. It's a great stadium. It's a great place to play. I think our players are going to be really amped up for this one. Should be a fun atmosphere on Saturday between the Profs and the Lions, two of the biggest rivals in any sport in the Division Three level, along the NJAC in particular. It's always... If you're a, if you're a longtime Rowan sports fan, when you hear the letters TC and J, it, it normally stings the nostrils a little bit. Yeah, and again, when you're thinking about history, and obviously it's our centennial, um, you know, we were that next state school to open as a teacher college, um, and I think a lot of administrators and when we first started came from Trenton State, the College of New Jersey, down to our place. Um, I know we were kind of modeled after them when, when we first came into inception. And so, again, uh, you know, kind of probably our, you know, sister school now. But back in the day, you know, was probably the school that we were modeled after uh, when we were built. Um, and, again, a lot of history and tradition. Um, and, again, a lot of administrators and, and people that, that came down. And I think our first president probably came from the College of New Jersey um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, again, a lot of similarities, and, and I think that's what forms this relationship and natural rivalry. An outstanding game on the way on Saturday between Rowan and TCNJ. We'll take one final break. When we come back, we have the Rowan University football fan questions of the week as we get you set for Profs and Lions coming up on Saturday. This is Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Stay tuned. More headed your way from Italian Affair in Glassboro in just a moment. WGLS-FM programming is made possible in part by Inspira Health. Getting sick is never convenient, especially when you're juggling a full course load, a job, an internship, or all three. The MyInspira app allows you to access care at home, between classes, or on the go. Services include consulting board-certified doctors by phone or video chat to get a quick diagnosis and treatment for non-emergency medical issues, from acne to the flu. You can see a doctor immediately or select a time for your virtual visit that works for you and your schedule. Download the MyInspira app to get started today. Inspira Health is a proud supporter of programming on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. To buy your home, you became a house-hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. Now you're queen of your castle. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll feel empowered to own your retirement like you own your home. Go to aceyourretirement.org. Because when it comes to clearing financial hurdles, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Your own University men's soccer team is back in action on October 7th as the men's team will go up against the Montclair State Redhawks. Tune in right here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM for live play-by-play coverage of all the action with the kickoff for the men's soccer game scheduled for 7 p.m. Roan University soccer is back for limited time, so make sure you hear all the action of all their home games right here on your home for Prof Soccer. Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM back at Italian Affair in Glassboro. It is the Rowan University Football Coaches Show as we round things out. Pop flavor on the way coming up at the top of the hour with Sam DeChusitz as Sam will be playing the best in top 40 pop and more. Okay, it is time to get to the Uh-oh. Rowan University Football Fan Questions of the Week. Let's start it off with our friend Juan, who's got a a 
two set uh, or two questions, I should yep. say. Yep. Uh, the first question is, who is the fastest player on the team? I think in the spring, with some timing things, um, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been um, you know the new player Kevin Degnan, slot wide receiver who scored against McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been out with an injury. I think he was one of the fastest. Believe it or not, Ryan Bartz, I think, was up there. Um, you know, backup running back, kind of special teams guru guy that he holds. He does pump protection. He does a lot of things for us. Um, he was up there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, those two come to mind. I'm, I'm probably missing some others. But, again, we don't do a ton of timing in the 40, but those are two that, that kind of popped up that, that I remember. Who is the strongest? That's a good question. I would have to do some research and get back on that one. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I would have to ask, uh, you know, Cedric Dawkins, our defensive coordinator and strength and conditioning coordinator for the department and for football. I would have to ask him. And, again, that's a different question, right? Is it just bench, max bench, max squat? Is it overall strength? Um, that's a really good question. So I'll, I'll have to get back to Juan on that one. Okay, this next question's from Jack in Glassboro. He wants to know, can you update us on – Baptiste and Bernardi and whether they will be playing. Yeah, so, yeah, Noah practiced today. He's been hot or cold. Isaiah didn't practice today. So, you know, again, a lot of times it's day by day with these players and you just don't know. Um, I know Noah had come back and then kind of hurt his hip again, but he did practice today. Um, Isaac did not practice today. But, again, that doesn't mean whether they will or won't play you just got to kind of go day by day. Our last question is from Allie. Allie. In, yes. Okay. In Woolwich Township. First, first time for Allie, I think? Yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. This is her first time. Okay. Good. She is a uh, band enthusiast, marching awesome. band enthusiast. So awesome. she wants to know if you could request a song to be played by the band, the marching band, what would you request? What would I request or yes. what should she? What, what would you request? What would I request for the marching band? Oh, boy, that's a hard one. Um, I don't know. That's a really good question. I'm not sure. Okay. That, that stumped me. Usually I don't get stumped with questions. <laughs> that's a great question. I, I'd have to think about that. We'll, sa- we'll save that one for yeah, next save week. Save that one for yeah. next week. Yeah, for homecoming, and they're, they're going to do a lot more festivities right. next week for homecoming. Yes. I think they're doing more promotion um, I think they're doing a, a march, maybe for the something with the parade or something, whatever it is. But yeah, we can come back to that one as well. Yeah, absolutely. We can. Yeah, there's a there is going to be a lot happening at uh, yeah. homecoming this year at the football game. And you know, what we'll do with the strongest. We'll try to answer that through social the football social media account. Oh, okay, all right. I obviously won't do it. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll, we'll have somebody figure that out. So we'll. Look out for our social media. Yes. And we will talk about the strongest player through our social media avenues. So that way you can look that way. How about that? There you go. At Rowan underscore football. There it is. Check it out on social media. Is that when they tweet? Is that what the bird tells us? The Twitter? That's that's the Twitter account. Yes. Yes. That that is. Or it's called X now. I don't know if you've been following that, that Elon Musk came in and changed the name. It's now X. Oh, okay. Yeah, everyone still calls it Twitter, but it's now it's a it's brand wise it's known as X. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. 
We'll get out by Twitter or X. There you go. Yeah, either either one. You yep. can you we'll can answer the yeah, we'll answer the strongest one by social media. Yes. And hold tight. We'll do the band one next week. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so you can get your fan questions into us right here on the Rowan University Football Coaches Show by hitting us up on Twitter at Rowan Radio at WGLS Sports or by X. By yes, by X. By X. See, I learned. At Rowan underscore football as well. There so you go. A lot of good times headed your way right here on the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. And, Coach, props and Lions on the way. You know, we, you mentioned the Centennial, and, and we'll get into that a little bit more next week as a part of homecoming. But this, this is one of the biggest rivalry games of the year for Rowan sports, Rowan versus TCNJ. Yeah, I think, again, naturally, you know, because of the reasons I mentioned. But, you know, I think of all other, our, all our other sports teams, um, you know, great rival games in all other sports for us with them. Um, you know, a lot of rich tradition on both sides. Um, and, again, just a, a natural rivalry because they are so close. Um, and, again, it, it just it, it makes for a great atmosphere and a great game. It really, and la- you know, last year we just epitomized, right, the, the rivalry and, and what you need to do. So we're hoping it's not as close this year. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be a great game. And, again, if you can make it, it's only a short drive right up the road um, off I-95. If you can't, you know, listen to Rowan Radio Absolutely. or watch it streamed, Rowan Athletics, I think, yes. right? So I, I know all the areas to go. But it should be a heck of a ball game. Um, and it's a great start for us. This is our second season. We need to start off really really well and play well and come out with a win what do you think are the three biggest keys to the game um i think um how we handle pressure offensively um i think how we can get some pressure defensively um and turnovers i I think that's kind of an underrated area of football that a lot of people don't talk about we didn't really turn the ball over a lot so far in all our right. games we've done a great job getting turnovers um you know again we didn't even talk about eric bryant getting another, another interception, interception. Um, the receiver kind of pulled him down a little bit otherwise i thought he'd be off to the races yeah, with another absolutely. pick six um and again i had to look in the archives and haven't seen um what our record is for interceptions and and games but eric's doing a great job so um handling pressure uh presenting pressure and i think turnovers are going to be critical in a game like this. Oh, no doubt about it. In the game last year between the Profs and the Lions of TCNJ, 422 to 391 in terms of total offense. But, of course, it came down to what special teams play yeah. and a mistake made by TCNJ that opened the door for Rowan. Yep, and again, I th- you know, in, in games like this and in conference play, special teams are going to be a huge, integral part. Um, I think, you know, besides the kickoff that we gave up for a touchdown, which was huge, we've played really well on special teams. Kirk King has done a great job, and our players have really bought in. We have a lot of players playing a lot of different sport, a lot of different positions and spots on special teams, and I think they really enjoy it. Um, and, again, that's going to be critical for us as well, I think, in Saturday's game. Coverage begins on Rowan Radio at 2 p.m. with an encore presentation of the Rowan University Football Coaches Show, a, a kickoff time on Saturday of 3 p.m. Yeah, a little different. Yeah, a little different from the traditional noon or 1 o'clock. So. Or, or the Friday night, right? It's usually yep. a Friday or Saturday night. Yep, so coverage will begin at 2, pregame at 2.30, and then kickoff at 3. 
Jack Miller and Aiden Butler on the call for Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Coach, best of luck to you on Saturday. Thanks. Should be a great day. Beautiful weather. Again, if you have nothing to do, you want to go for a short drive, go ahead. you got some yard work to do, you got to rake some leaves, mow the lawn, put it on your Rowan Radio, right, yes. listen to the game. Absolutely. If you got your laptop hanging around somewhere, maybe stream it. You can yep. catch a couple plays here and there. Or if you hear it on the radio, then run to your laptop and watch it, right? <laughs> or try to involve in whatever the case may be. But, Sounds uh, like my Saturdays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should be a, a heck of a game. Really looking forward. To, and you, I think you could tell from James, our team's really looking forward to getting into conference play. I, I think our best football is still ahead of us. That will do it. Stay tuned. Pop flavor on the way with Sam DeChusis coming up in moments. Special thanks to Sam for guiding us along here in the last hour from Italian Affair in Glassboro for James Farah and the head coach of Pro Football, Jay Corsi. I'm Derek Jones saying so long, and we will talk to you next week. Have a good one, everybody.